Zach Wheeler joins us right now from the Philadelphia Phillies. And first off, as we do, Zach, on this show and no other show on the planet, 10 years of service time, baby. Clap it up. Let's go. Congratulations. We know what that's all about, man. Um, I'll get to that in one second. I just wanted to ask you, is Trey Turner, your teammate, the coolest dude in Major League Baseball? Slides alone probably win it for me. Yeah, slides alone put him up there at the top. That's for sure. What about four bombs? Four bombs. Hits bombs. Bryce, yeah. you're gonna so you're gonna say Turner over Bryce? Uh oh. Oh, Bryce is my guy. We got team detention going on here. Yeah, I might have to hear from that later. I don't know. We got a good group of guys there. Give me the lowdown. So, and for anyone that hasn't heard about this before, ten years of service is a huge deal in Major League Baseball for a variety of reasons and, and benefits and celebrating. So, um, what happened on that day? What did the team do? And how excited are you about hitting a number like that? Yeah, hitting a number like that is very special. Um, doesn't happen a lot. Um, you know, I, I was joking around with Nola the other day. I've actually just pitched seven years in the big leagues. I've got 10 years of service, though, so kind of cheated the system there. But um, a lot of DL time, but uh, it's whatever. You know, I got 10 years and um, very happy to get that. You know, like you said, there's a lot of um, perks that come with it. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's very cool. And, um, you know, the guys, um, I don't probably eat the healthiest, but, you know, I don't eat like total crap. But uh, the guys, they brought in um, McDonald's after the game. So we had a bunch of cheeseburgers, a bunch of nuggets, and a bunch of fries for everybody to, you know, eat. Are you into that? Are you, lo- you love a good, what, what would you, what would you go to? What would be your go-to fast food purchase? <laughs> oh, man. It's tough. Um, I mean, McDonald's tastes the same every time. You can't go wrong. Uh, okay. Go get a large fry, get a couple cheeseburgers, ten piece nugget. Yeah. Do you go? Do you go? Like, do you dip the fry? Like, do you ever get like a like a milkshake and dip the fries in the milkshake? Or you're not one of those no. guys. You're not. You're not exquisite. You're just, yeah, that's just too regular much. Georgia. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much. Yeah. <laughs> too much effort. <laughs> I heard Real Muto set that up. Is that true? And does he like that too? Yeah, I heard he set that up too. Um, I told him thank you just in case. I didn't necessarily ask him. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's my battery mate and he knows me pretty well. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did order that for us and um, worked with our strength staff. And I'm sure they're happy to order that for everybody. I'm sure the strength staff was super (laughs) juiced about that. They were, like, in the back crying because you guys are – having a good meal and you're not eating like broccoli and dried yeah. asparagus, but, but it's protein burgers it's, are protein. Absolutely. Burgers post game too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is, you need that. I'm so glad that you got that. But my question is when, when JT comes out to the mound, are you more excited after he's done talking to you? Cause you get to see his calves walk all the way back. Like are there better calves in the game than that? No, no. Very impressive. It's unbelievable. Very impressive. Like, like, does he does he use them right though? Like, does he ever like have a hoop in the in the clubhouse that he like dunks on fools and then he like flexes his calves or do you send you like like if I had calves like that I would be always wearing shorts and I would always have my pants up and I'd be taking pictures and sending them to people. Does he ever do anything like that or is he not? He always wears wear shorts around the clubhouse. That's for sure. He doesn't go pants up much, which is kind of weird. If I had those that's calves, I'd be wearing pants up all the time. Um, I mean, he, he can see him through his long pants anyway, so I guess that works also. 
Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, he uh, he chills him off a little bit. He's sexy. He is so sexy. Anyway, continue. Wheels, do you do you like when? Because uh, we got two catchers hosting the show today. Do you like when your catcher comes out to have a conversation with you? And does it ever truly help you? Um, it helps me more. You know, slowing things down at this point. Um, you know, it's kind of just taking a breath. As much as I don't want them to come out there, you know, that's probably best in certain situations. Um, you know, come out, settle me down, talk with me, ask me what I want to throw. I say, I don't know. It's up to you. And then they get back to the politics. <laughs> Incredible. You don't know because you're just like, whatever you call, I'm that good. Because I've caught, I've caught guys that are your level type of, you know, friends on the way to Hall of Fame types of cat pitchers that it really, if for me, it felt like a lot of pressure. Like I'm like, oh man, this guy's really good. If he sucks when I'm catching, I'm never going to play. But then you have stuff. So are you saying that you don't need to shake off because you believe in your stuff that much or because you believe in JT that much? I believe, in, I believe in JT that much or Stubby. I just don't shake in general that much. You know, going back to even my best days, um, I just never really shook all that much. I trust my catchers. I see how much JT studies before the series, during the series, before the game. And I know he probably knows what he's doing back there. And, uh, you know, it's showing at this point in his career. So I trust him. And um, I just let him call the game. You know, I do read stuff. If I see a swing or um, I've seen, you know, a highlight, of this guy doing, you know, something against a certain pitch. Or if I watch the game, you know, day or two before and I see, you know, a guy kind of swinging high, you know, maybe I can sink the ball underneath his bat, like that type of stuff in certain situations. So, um, you know, for the most part, I let them call the game, but also have the little pitch calm thing on my belt if I need it. Zach, let's be honest. You're not shaking off because you can at any point can just rear back and go 98 for seam at the top of the zone. Oh, you can't hit it. Oh, here's 99, four seam top of the zone. You can't hit that one either. Oh, I'm not even going to waste time with the slider. I'm going to throw another one 98 at the top of the zone, strike three. So you don't need to shake off. It doesn't matter what JT studies. Let's get serious here as a catcher. Dude, if you can have that weapon, I guess what I'm calling. Hey, throw this one right here. Watch this guy punch you out on three pitches. All right, the guy might foul one off, but we're going at it again. So let's get a little more honesty out of you and just say, hey, I got the weapons. It doesn't matter what I throw. I'm coming to punch you out. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps. That's for sure. Um, always relying on the fastball, kind of in your back pocket whenever you need it. Um, you know, like you said, pitching up in the zone, trying to get that swing and miss. Um, but at the same time, you know, at the beginning of the year, the past two years, I've been throwing a little slower, and you don't get those swings and misses like that. It's it's a whole different ball game when you're throwing low 90s compared to mid to high 90s. Um, that you just don't get those swings and misses, just foul balls and contact. So, you know, I kind of learned how to pitch then, and uh, you know, with a slower below. So now that it's creeping back up a little bit, um, you know, I can, you know, just be like, all right, you know, this is my best pitch, hit it if you can type thing. Why do you feel like that happens? Do you feel like, do you feel like you sit there and you, you need something, you know, kind of walk us through that, but also walk us through what it feels like to be mortal for a little bit. And then now you're getting back. I've been watching your games. I'm about 45 minutes down the road. Like, you back. You got that swag back. The pitch is finishing in the zone. So, talk us through that. Uh, last year I had shoulder thing coming in the spring training and the flu that kind of held me back. I really didn't have a spring training at all. 
kind of just jump straight into the season and into games. I think I threw like one or two live VPs before the season even started, and that was basically it. Um, and so I just got off to a slower start there, Velo wise. And then once I got going, the Velo picked up. And, you know, once you're getting swings and misses, you're throwing the ball where you want it, and the ball is moving like you want it, um, you feel a little better about yourself and, um, you know, I guess about your, your game. So, um, you know, whenever you get in the swings and missiles, like I said, it, it just makes it a lot funner, a lot easier, a lot less stressful. And uh, I don't know, the game just flows a lot better for you. So when that's happening, when you're not pitching well, are you a bad, are you a bad husband, parent, brother? <laughs> I always ask this because when I sucked, I was like, man, I'm not only sucking on the field, I'm sucking as a person. Or does it not go over to that part of your life? I mean, you know, I'm not happy, but I try to leave it here at the field. That's for sure. Um, you know, I, I know I'm going to be back out there in five more days. So that's going to be my chance to kind of redeem myself. And I know that you're going to have a few bad starts throughout the season. It's going to happen. Um, you know, at this point, I'm just happy that I'm out there healthy pitching every five days. How on earth do you guys have on this exact date, same games in, I'm sure you've heard a ton about it from the media and everything. How do you guys have the same record as you did last year at this time? No idea. <laughs> I couldn't That's tell an you. easy I mean, question. Easy answer. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we're just a little inconsistent at the beginning. Um, starting pitching, we weren't where we wanted to be necessarily consistency wise and, um, you know, just producing, you know, during the game. So, um, you know, we're kind of wearing out the bullpen, getting out of the game early. But, you know, as the season goes on, uh, you start, you know, a little better and going deeper into the games and um, just getting that flow, that tempo that you need saves the bullpen. And you need those guys for the long run, especially our guys. I think you got, you know, top three bullpen in the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just – I don't know. What what music's playing post game in the clubhouse? Uh, what is it? Dancing or dancing on our own? I think it's yeah. Called. Is Something it like is that. it? That was my question. So I I saw that somewhere and I'm like, is it is it back? Like it's it's, it's back. A thing? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Everybody at the beginning of the year in spring training, like you know, get rid of that playlist. It's second place. It's last year. You gotta leave it in the past. You gotta come up with something new. And you know we weren't doing too well this year, so. I think somebody played it after a win and we ring off like six in a row or something like that. So, um, you know, it's, it's good vibes as much as, as old as it is. And as much as we've heard it, I guess it's, uh, it's working. So you gotta keep it going. You seem kind of annoyed by it. What would, what would you <laughs> rather put on? Like, do they ever let you get the iPad? You got 10 years. Not many dudes I got 10 years. I stay away from that. That's not All the favorite. time you stay away from it. Uh, sometimes on my game day, I'll go and put something on that, you know, I kind of maybe heard a day or two earlier that I just want to hear. But, yeah, I, I mainly stay away from it. What is it, though? What is it? Like, is it are – we, are we going country? Or are we going heavy metal? Like, I feel like you put off like man. a – Honestly, honestly, I listen to anything. You know, old country, new country, rap, early 2000s rap when I was, like, in high school, new rap, whatever, Frank Sinatra, literally everything. Love that. Hey, a couple questions about uh, the game this year. So, for example, the shift has been severely restricted. I asked Matt Olson, lefty pull hitter, yesterday how much he missed it. He said 
not at all. Um, I know you haven't always been a huge fan of it. It's frustrating when it gets in the way of what you're trying to do game plan wise. So how much do you miss the shift? I don't miss it at all. I hate the shift. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got burned by it all the time. I mean, it's nice when you look back and the guy's standing in short right field and he's catching a ball and throwing the guy out at first base. But, you know, when Freddie comes up there and you throw him an outside fastball and he hits a ground ball where the shortstop's been playing forever, you're just like, come on, like I, I need that out against this guy. Like, I need that. So uh, I've never been a fan of the shift. Um, I like shading maybe a little bit more, but never the shift. So I asked Matt this, and he hadn't answered. Did you have a where were you moment when you found out officially that that shit was out of the game? For what, the shift? Yeah, like, did you did you get a text? Did you read it somewhere, a, a headline, like, and do, like, a little, let's go? I don't know. I don't know if I was anywhere in particular that I can remember. Um, I'm sure, you know, I said to myself, like, thank you about time. But <laughs> I don't know if there's anything more than that. Okay, another question about a, a word that's being used very frequently this year that these guys don't love, I'm fine with, because I think it does look differently shape-wise. Are you okay calling a sweeper a sweeper or do you stick to slider? Because we've had some players that are thriving with that pitch, but still yeah. say, like Chris Bassett, right? He was like, nah, screw that. It's still it's still slider. And then other guys who immediately are like, nah, I got to call it sweeper and slider separately. I got a separate slider. It is a slider at the end of the day, I guess. But I still throw both. So I need to call one something else than the other. Um so I have a slider and a sweeper um, slider. You know, I mainly throw down and into a lefty um, for like a chase pitch, a sweeper. I can throw to lefty or righty and still move more horizontal. So they move differently for me. If a guy is just throwing one pitch as a slider or a sweeper, you can just call a slider because it is a slider at the end of the day. Um, but just to, you know, differentiate, which one it is, I need both names. But I think right, it so originally came from the grip. You know, somebody yeah. was throwing this thing and he was calling it a sweeper with a certain grip and everybody started getting the grip and throwing it that way. And I guess that's where it came from. All right, so where you probably started honing your sweeper, slider, curveball, whatever, who cares? You throw 99 at the top of the zone. This is where you started honing it. Last year, my son, and I don't think AJ's son played there, but down in Georgia, they got to play on the field with your name on it. What does that feel like to have your high school field have your name on it? And would it be cooler if you had your name on one of your rivals' high school fields because you owned them in high school? <laughs> um, I don't know if I necessarily owned anybody in high school to okay. where we could do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is an honor and privilege to have it on my high school's field. Um, uh, I work very hard and uh, – put in a lot of time to, you know, be the best that I could be. And, you know, the, the coach there, Coach Boyd recognized, you know, um, I think he recognized that and kind of rewarded me for it. So um, it's always a privilege and an honor, you know, to go back there and you know help those guys out and stuff. All right. There's two other things I want to take you back to. So let's go pretty far back. Carlos Gomez was recently on our Legends Territory show, and he reflected on being on the other side of that Wilmer Flores deal. I, it, like, escaped me that you were part of all of that, too, and I remember you had a conversation with the Mets about it. Like, 
uh, hey, if this doesn't work out, like let's let's leave it. I'm good. I'd, I'd like to ride this out a little bit with you guys. What do you remember from all of that as we get close to the trade deadline this year? That's like one of the stories that stands out more than anything. So obviously Wilmer was in tears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously Wilmer was in New York. Um, I was rehabbing down in Florida and I was sitting there watching the game. And uh, I just remember all that happening. So I was just sitting down there. It's like, what the heck is going on right now? Cause you know how, you know, trade stuff is, it's happening. It's not happening. It's close. It's not close. Medicals, this and that, everything possible. So, and you're not hearing anything, especially when you're, you know, rehabbing from Tommy John, you're, you're in Florida and you're forgotten about. So nobody's worried about you. So um, I was just sitting down there, just watching the game, watching it all unfold like everybody else was. And, you know, I, I loved the Mets at the time and I really wanted to be there. And, um, you know, I thought we had something special with the, you know, with, with the starting pitching that we had. And I want to be a part of that. And um, so, you know, me and Sandy had a good relationship, you know, Sandy Alderson and, you know, I asked my agent, I was like, what do you think if I just, you know, texted him or called him? Like, I don't know. I, I don't really want to do it, but I want to be here. Like, that's, that's how bad I wanted to be there and uh, just be a part of that. So I ended up giving him a call. He was very nice, open. And, um, you know, we just talked for a little bit and just told him how I felt. And he told me how I felt. I recognize this is a business at the end of the day, and that's perfectly fine. If you want to do it, you're going to do it. You know, to help out your team. Um, that's what you need. So, I don't know. We just had that talk and just told him how it felt and didn't end up happening. That's cool. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Say what you feel. Especially when you're, when you're under team control, there's only so much you can do, like you said. Like, you can't make yeah. the decisions for them. But then when you were a free agent, you could make your own decisions. So the other thing I wanted to ask you about backtracking was how happy are you that you chose where you are now? Not just for the success of the Phils, the friends you're making, but I remember the story back then. There was like a little bit more cash offered from the White Sox, and you're like, I'm an East Coast dude, wife's fam's from around here. You feel even more um, happy now that you made that decision? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I definitely haven't second-guessed myself this whole time here. Um, you know, we, we had it down to three to four teams that we were kind of choosing from, you know, West Coast, Central, and East Coast. And I think, you know, just Philly playing against them, um, being from the East Coast, being around family, and being able to go back home to Georgia and stuff, um, you know, I think it all just worked out. You know, the fans here are great. I saw that when I played against these guys all the time. I've always liked pitching in the park here. And, um, you know, we went to the World Series, and that's what every player dreams of. So Wait, 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 what? White Sox? <laughs> you turned down the White Sox from Philly? I did, yeah. Okay, this interview's over, Zach. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wish you nothing but the best. This interview is now finished. All right. Sure. Explain that, though. Explain. This is when people say, oh, you always take the most money. You did it. I didn't. I, I stayed. I took less money numerous times to stay with the White Sox because I was already there. Yeah. Explain to people why, yes, East Coast, but there are just certain things. Sometimes you're like, I don't want to go far west or I don't want to go to – the White Sox or wherever it's a personal decision. And I don't think fans understand that all the time. Cause I remember when I was a free agent, people were like, Oh, just sign with the Yankees. I'm like, well, the Yankees might not want me or the Phillies might not want me or whoever. So explain that a little bit more to people out there. Cause most casual fans don't get it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a process as you, as you know, um, the Phillies actually came in really late 
and we were already looking at houses in a few different places. And then, you know, I think it was Cincinnati and Chicago. Um, we were already looking at houses there, and the Phillies came in late. And you know, I wanted to be on the East Coast at the end of the day, just closer to my wife's family for you know help because I knew we were about to start a family, and I could still get to go home to Atlanta three times a year. So I think that was the biggest thing for me. Um, if the money was close in those situations, I was going to stay on the East Coast, and it was close enough for me to make that decision for me, and uh, you know come to Philly. And like I said, I've been second guessed at one time, you know, signing here. So. Um, at the end of the day, I'm happy, but yeah, there is a lot of stuff that goes into it. Love Chicago, love going there all the time. Um, beautiful city, beautiful ballpark there with the White Sox. I enjoy pitching there when we go. Um, but you know, it's, it's all about family and, uh, being comfortable where you're going to be playing for the next five years. Last thing on this topic. So then, you know, if you go back a few years, I remember there was the questions asked to John Middleton about you and he had the boss quote. He was like, if they offered me Babe Ruth, I wouldn't trade Zach Wheeler. We call out owners on this show, like the great ones. And like John Middleton's easy top three for me in the game. Dude knows the sport. He puts money into this team. They take care of their fam, their employees, the whole deal, right? We've talked plenty about Oakland and that sham. But um, how cool was that to see from the guy that signed you? Yeah, I mean, it is cool, but at the end of the day, I would have traded myself in a heartbeat for Babe Ruth. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's no question. Uh, no, but, you know, he's great. He, um, like you said, anything that we need in the clubhouse or family room or anything like that, he's he's doing it without asking the question. Um, you know, he'll ask how much or how many. Um, he's great. It's been great. He, uh, he definitely – Brought that spark into the locker room last year during the playoff run. It was pretty funny, you know, watching him, you know, as a different person as being like an owner. Um, he'd come in there, you know, spray the champagne with us and all that good stuff. So um, he's a great guy and, uh, you know, definitely looks out for the Phillies as a whole group. And it's awesome. I'm yeah, I'm a fan. Zach, awesome having you on, dude. Again, congratulations on 10 years of service. Thank we you. bring everyone on to, to celebrate that. It's a big, big deal. So uh, keep doing your thing out there, man. We'll see you on the field soon. Thanks, guys, for having me. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Zach Wheeler from the Philadelphia Phillies. 10 years. Hit the big mark. Uh, that was cool. Ty France from the Seattle Mariners joining us right now on FT Live. Ty, how you doing? And how challenging is the AL West this year, dude? I mean, Angels are playing good ball. Obviously, the Astros are always going to be the Astros. And then the Rangers have just been shocking the world, too. Yeah, man, it's been a uh, it's been a grind of a year. Um, you know, it's we kind of expected it, though. Uh, Texas went out and made some moves this offseason. And so, um, you know, we were kind of anticipating this. But, you know, it's been they, they've been playing good baseball. And um, the AL West, yeah, it's been it's been fun baseball. It's been a, it's been hard. You see yeah, that. you would love to see you would love to see Shohei traded, wouldn't you? Because ain't no kind of face him, <laughs> pitching wise or hitting wise. Because you're playing first base and he's hitting piss missiles at you over there while you're holding the guy yeah, on. And they they don't let me stand on the grass anymore. That's the bad part. I, I used to play in the outfield. And he was a, <laughs> now it's a ball if I do that. So I, yeah, no, he's he's one of my least favorite people to hold the guy on while he's up at the plate. I never really played much first base, but in spring training one time. Prince Fielder was up, and we had runners on. They had runners on second and third, and I remember the our our bench coach was like, "Hey, Gratzy, he goes, he goes, hey, hey, 
come on in, come on in. I was like, no, you come in. This is spring training. I'm not standing anywhere close. Have you ever told service or tired acta to, to come to like, they bring you in when Shohei's up and you're like, nah, man, you like, you come out here, you play first base. I'll field it when it's done rolling. Yeah. They'll, they'll tell me to come in, but I, I'll go where I'm comfortable. Um, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I'm not, I'm not putting my life on the line right there. Live to see another day. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Ty, it's not mine. It's the pitcher's run, so it's not my mine. Yeah, great. That's, that's <laughs> your run. That's great. It's your life, though, that you want to protect. Yeah, so exactly. that makes sense. Exactly. Ty, you were a 34th round pick out of San Diego State. You were not a very high pick. How'd you mm-hmm. make it? You're like Eric Kratz. How did you make it? Not like Work. Eric Kratz. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I have to give a lot of credit to the Padres system. And, um, you know, once, you, once you're in there, they kind of treat everyone the same. They don't really. Yeah, your you know first second rounders get a little bit more opportunity, but um, you know you just have to perform. You perform, and they rewarded me for that. So very grateful for them. They rewarded you by trading you to Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was kind of just blocked there. Um, you know, I I love my time in San Diego. I learned a lot. Um, you know, once they signed Manny, I kind of knew what my role was going to be. Um, but you know, I, I learned a lot from those guys and. Um, you know, finally got my opportunity to play every day and, you know, very thankful that they did make that trade because who knows where I'd be today if they didn't. Oh, hell yeah. That, that's worked out great for you. Obviously, all-star playing on, on a playoff contending ball club that was able to do something really special last year and get this team back into the playoffs. thing I wanted to ask about while it's being brought up is uh, the way that you found out you were traded. I remember talking to you about this at some point in the last year or two when I was with Yonder Alonzo and we were chatting with you before a game. You're playing fantasy football, right? I'll let you tell the whole story, but I'm, I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, did you like say, all right, I'll take Rogers, and then they're like, you're trading. It's like, whoa, whoa, okay, I'll, you can have it. Never mind. It's cool, dude. <laughs> no, so so actually, um, yeah, we we were in Colorado. We had a Sunday day game to a Monday night game. So that Sunday night, we had our team fantasy football draft, and I was on a team with uh, Trent Grisham and Greg Garcia. And they knew more about football and stuff. So I, I was just the guy who would cross the names off the list so we didn't double pick. Um, and we got into like, I don't know, it was maybe the fifth, sixth round. Um, and I felt a tap on my shoulder. And I, they had just made a pick. So I'm searching for the guy's name. I'm like, hold on one second. I'm like looking for the name. Another tap. I'm like, hey, I said, hold on. And I finally find the name and I cross it off. And then I look over my shoulder and it was Tingler, our manager. I'm like, oh, sorry, Ting, what's, what's going on? Um, and he was like, Hey, you, you mind coming to my room for a second? Uh, AJ wants to talk to you. And so I had been optioned a couple of weeks before that. Um, so in my head, I'm like, Oh crap, I'm getting sent down again. Um, go up there and we call AJ. AJ doesn't answer the phone. So now I'm just sitting there awkwardly staring at Tingler. Um, and he won't tell me what's going on. And I'm like, Ting, like, give me something, man. Like what, what's the deal? And he goes, just know it'll be a great spot for you. Um, so at that point I was like, okay, I'm getting traded. Um, finally get, get to talk to AJ, um, tells me I'm coming to Seattle. Um, and then once all that was done, I called my family agent. Um, and then I was like, oh crap, I got to go finish the draft. So I get back down to the draft and they were on their break. And I think they were in like the ninth, 10th round. And at that point it was just saying goodbye to the, the old teammates. And, uh, next morning was on a flight to Seattle. That is wild, but yeah, yeah, all all definitely worked out. And also, I, I think the move would have been you bring Tommy Pham to your next fantasy draft. So if someone's tapping you, you say, "Excuse me, 
What? I, I got a little help. Yeah, I'll let T. I'll let T. Fizzle deal with it. <laughs> Dude is like the ultimate security guard for fantasy. Fantasy, football. fantasy, fantasy muscle. Jace Tingler was your manager. That was mm-hmm. my roommate in high A. Did you ever let him take BP as a manager? Because if you did, we used to joke that he would soak his bats in the hot tub because he had zero pop. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't remember him ever swinging it. No. Um, no, nah, he was he yeah, I think the most was a fungo, but I don't think he ever he ever got in the box. Okay. I if if it was, that would be that would be epic. I mean, he would be making the shortstop go back on a couple fly balls. <laughs> now now your manager do, does a little finger wag and then Cole does it back. Did you enjoy the theatrics in last night's game? I'll be honest, I didn't even see uh Skip do that. So I didn't know I didn't really know until after like all of it was done, like what had gone down um, actually until after the game. Um, but I, I, at first I thought he was doing it at cabby cause cabby is a little menace in the box. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's just how the game goes. But what yeah. you, speaking of your manager, you guys have the trident celebration. Your manager poo pooed it when you guys first got it, you guys were giving out the whole, and it's raised in the depths of Neptune, and and then he's like, "No, they bought that shit on Amazon." <laughs> yeah, that, that's a conversation for uh, JP Crawford. He's the one who went 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 out and found it. So um, I don't I don't know the whole story on it, but um, I'll tell you what, that thing's like fifty pounds. That thing's heavy. It could do some damage. Yeah, that's probably the best home run prop going, right? Yeah, especially the Mariners. It fits Aquaman. They're like, "Oh, yeah. summon the depths of the sea to come save you guys." Hit homers. Yeah, no, it's it's just pretty cool. I love I love the way the game's going when when it comes to all that stuff. The teams are getting so creative with it, and um, you know it keeps the fans entertained. So it, it's it's been a lot of fun. Hey Ty, we have a video from last year when you got word from your manager that you were going to make the All Star game. So I want to run that and get your little breakdown and thoughts on on how that went, and how cool that was for them to reveal it that way. So let's run it. But I do have one announcement. We got another All-Star. You're going All-Star. That was fucking awesome. What's better, that or a walk off? I'm I'm gonna be honest, man. That they're they're both pretty special, but that was that was something that I'll never forget. Um, you know, at, at that point, because it was the day before the break, um, I'd kind of given up all hope on it. I was like, "There's no way." Um, you know, I, I had really high hopes going into like when the voting portion end. I was like, "Oh, I'm for sure gonna make it," and then kind of got that crush. So um, to have to be informed that way and have the guys react the way that they did. Um, you know, I really can't put it into words. It was something really special. When was the moment that you were like, I could become an all-star? Was it during the season last year? Was it in the off season? Was it when you got traded? What was it? When was it? Uh, I think it was during like the whole, 
like the season last year and then during the whole um, like voting process, the first round um, when I had made it to the second round of voting, um, that's when it started to like, I started to process it and realize like, okay, this could happen like this, you know, this is something I never in a, a million years thought I'd get a million votes from fans. Like that was something that was so cool. Um, Cause you know, you, as a kid, I, I grew up voting for guys and like I was at angel stadium doing the little, the whole punch one, sending those in. Um, so to get that many votes by that many people, you know, it was, it was something that was really cool. And I think that's when it really hit me that I had a shot at doing it. Um, and then found out I didn't make the team and that's just kind of crushed. Um, and then, yeah, that, that, I think that's why it made it that much more special is the last day right before the break. Um, you know, have it, having Skip tell me that I made it was, especially being in LA, you know, grew up in LA hometown guy. Um, to have my first all-star game there was really cool. Yeah. So you didn't, you didn't work out in the off season, like, man, like the changes I made last year, like I'm getting a lot of burn. I'm getting 500 plus at bats now Then I'm with the Mariners. Like, I feel like I could be an all-star. You, you didn't you never thought that in the off season. Uh, no, not really. I mean, uh, obviously you set goals for yourself and you want to, you know, set the standard, set, set, set the bar high, but, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say something like I need to go out and do this. You know, if it happens, great. Um, I was more worried about one, staying healthy two, um, you know, just doing what I can to help the team win and going out and putting up the best numbers I can, letting the rest kind of take care of itself. Um, and that's kind of how it unfolded. Were you uh, go ahead, AJ. Ty, you made the all-star team. You know who you replaced on the team, correct? Yeah, yeah, he was uh, my locker buddy actually at the All Star game, so um, that that was pretty cool too. Because like I Mike said, Trout, Mike Trout. Yeah, for great, people that don't great. know, you you replaced. So did you thank him when you saw him? Did you uh, go up and say, I, I "Hey, Mike, I, thank you very much know. for being injured"? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't necessarily thank him, but um, you know, just like, like I said, I was a big, I, I was an Angel fan growing up, and um, when Mike came into the league, um, you know, I was still. Uh, I think it was a senior in high school. Um, so still a guy like I grew up, you know, following and watching. And um, one of those kind of surreal moments when you find out who you're replacing um, was a guy you kind of grew up watching. So that, that was a really cool moment as well. Who was the first dude you went up to at All-Star Game? And were you like nervous or starstruck with anybody? Dude, I, I wasn't you don't have time to like be starstruck. There's so much that goes into that. And like, I really didn't have like a second to unwind until literally the first pitch of the game. Cause I wasn't starting. Um, there's just so much that goes on and so much that goes into it, especially I was added so late. Um, you know, it was rushing, trying to get, get things squared away. Um, you know, very, very thankful for my wife. She, she took care of all the family stuff, all the tickets. Um, you know, it was, it was a lot that went into it, but, um, Actually, the the I wasn't so much starstruck by the players, but um, you know you're in that locker room with with you know the best best players in the game, and then um, Denzel Washington walked through our locker room, and that's when I kind of like stopped. I was like, "Whoa, that was pretty cool." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't know that. He, no, that's yeah. just, he's an all star swinging by. Yeah. Well, it was in LA too, so last year. Oh yeah, so yeah, they should so have had, a bunch of yeah all the. All the A-listers. So, but this year it's it's home turf. So you're in Seattle, and mm -hmm. I don't know if he's announced it yet, but I'm sure Julio Rodriguez is going to be in the home run derby. Um, I wanted to ask you an over/under question. Um, over/under seven and a half 
commercials that Julio is in over the past year now. Dude is everywhere. Every time really I'm like in between here. games on the app, I'm like, oh, hey, Julio, what's up, dude? I memorized <laughs> I your I think lines. he's already hit the over on that. <laughs> <laughs> he already hit the over. Do you guys have yeah. fun with him on it? Do you show him like we, yeah. we've talked to some of the angels of people that are like, Shohei Otani's got one of those commercials where well, it's skin skin care, skin care, lotion. You got anything you guys I are noticed, doing after him? I noticed, I noticed when we played in Anaheim, he had a cologne out. They put it on the board. <sighs> Shohei had his own cologne. I was like, I got to find out what that that smells like. I need it. I need <laughs> it. Need a couple sprays. It. Yeah, it's got a few extra homers in it. So. <laughs> Is Julio the same dude, or is he walking in like, hey, uh, I just signed a deal with whatever. I got free stuff for everyone. Commercials coming up. <laughs> Tasting no, he's, he's the same all the time, which is, is great. Um, you know, regardless if he, um, you know, is having his rookie of the year season or if he's struggling, like he, he carries himself the same all the time, which is, you know, he's 22 years old, like 20, 23. I think he's 22 still. Um, you know, that's hard to do to be so mature at that age and, um, with all the pressure that he's had. So, um, he, he's gained a lot of guys respect just, and he's doing it on the field, off the field. He's, he's a busy man, but he'll, he'll treat you the same no matter what. So Ty, I always respect the dudes that take a hit in 2021. You led baseball and hit by pitches right now. You are currently the leader with 12 and AJ mm -hmm. is a specialist in this category. He, he'll give you a little lean in. Yep. He got one last night too. He got Tyler. one last night. That exactly. one looked like it hurt. Yeah. Uh, Do you it, say like, barely, yeah. yeah, barely nicked me that one. That one got the <laughs> And you you went to the dugout. You're like, yo, it got me though. I earned that yeah, shit. Yeah, because I mean, I, I don't really, I, I'll never really point to the dugout, but that one got me. I was like, yeah, I, I wasn't sure if he was going to call it because it barely like nicked my forearm. Um, so I was like, yeah, just because, you know, with, nowadays you have to like put your hand up right away in order to like be able to check it. So I was just letting him know like, hey, it got me. Um, but Dan, the, the home plate umpire, called it pretty quick. Do you, do you get amped up about that? Like, I know Anthony Rizzo will be like, inject that hit-by-pitch into my veins, baby. No, I mean, I wouldn't say I'd, I'd like, yeah, hit me. No. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those things that, like, I I stand closer to the plate. My hands are a little, like, lower. Um, you know, guys just try and get under my hands, I think, and they, you know, miss arm side. So um, it's just one of those things that, I mean – since college, I've, I've always gotten hit. So, um, I mean, it's, it's painful, but you know, I don't walk that much. So it helps in that category. Hey Ty, until you, until you get hit more by pitches than you unintentionally walk in here, like I used to do, then you, then you can tell Scott to shove it. And then second of all, the difference is I used to get hit on purpose. They're not trying to hit you. They were yeah. throwing it at me. So yeah. again, you know, I you understand. a lot of people off. That's all it was. That's okay. That's fine. You know what? If I wasn't going to walk, I had to get on first somehow. So I'm yeah. like, okay, fine. Throw it at me. I can take that one. I, otherwise, yeah. you got to stand up I there. Think for I'm, I think I'm honestly, um, I want to say just just over 20 hit by pitches away from the Mariners all time record. So I'm right there. Let's go. Let's go. That you know what? That's something you don't want to shoot for. But when you have first and something, let's do I'm it. I'm not. I'm not close. I might as well just take over the top spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. will, will you keep the ball? Um, yeah, I mean, I would love the ball. Yeah, that'd be great. You have to keep the ball. Yeah. I last year, or I think it was last year, whenever I set the, the single season record, um, I gave the, the front office our, uh, my elbow guard to put in the Mariners hall of fame. <laughs> that is epic. That is so cool. That is awesome. Evo shield for life. Yeah. 
Hey, so let's finish with uh, your modeling career in the City Connects. Um, how do you think you did? How was the shoot? Did they have to do a million takes? Or are you like a one take, great smile, and go play your game? No, it was pretty smooth. Um, you know, I'm, I think I, I killed it. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty cool because we didn't know what to expect going into, um, you know, they, they could have gone a bunch of different routes with the city connect. Um, so like there had been rumors that it was going to look like this or it was going to look like that. So walking in, um, I think everyone was pretty, pretty excited about them. And, um, you know, overall I would say I did the best in the photo shoot. I, I killed that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's what our polls say. We haven't gotten a final. You, you definitely looked the best. They didn't have any relievers in there because all your relievers are good looking too. So that would have. Do you guys have the best City Connect jerseys? Or if they're not the best, who has the best? Who's the top three for you? Um, I mean, I, I like ours a lot. Um, I like San Diego's, even though I don't get like San Diego vibes from them with that. I get more Miami vibes with that. Um, but I think, I think it's, it's just cool and out there and they did, they did something different. Um, Colorado's, I like their green, the green, the green in theirs. Um, and I think Miami did a good job as well. Uh, okay. Last one for real. We have Seawald on Friday again with us. He, he joins us every few weeks. What should we ask him? What's something weird he's doing lately? Um, I mean, you've, you want to make him feel good you can talk about the the knights and their their victory mm. um you could let him know that san diego state's better than university of san diego that'll get him fired <laughs> up um yeah i mean that, that's, that's, that's all i one. got yeah, uh, no knights actually oh, that's, that's perfect that reminded me we'll, we will ask yeah. him about that you know, you we, can, we got some vegas talk He's a big uh, Rams fan, so you can mess with him. Be like, hey, are you an L.A. fan? Are you a, a Vegas fan? You need to make up your mind on what, what fan you want to be. Um, so you can go that route, too. He already sold you guys out. He was like, yeah, I would mess around with ending my career in Vegas in like five, six years. Like, yeah, screw that. Uh, you know, Mariners will have a good run, and I'll do one year in Vegas. Just like AJ just said. <laughs> true, true. Hey, Ty, this was awesome, dude. Great to have you on. We appreciate it. Keep doing your thing, man. Yeah, of course, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Ty France, yeah. the all-star, with us on FT Live.